Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered. Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, it's Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in, and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of Life. With Sis Diane LeBrin. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weight of Life 
with Sister Deanne Liebring. Appreciate you so much. Come on in. Come on in. I want to thank you for being here. It is Tuesday, and you are here with yours truly, author and speaker, Diane Lubrand. You are listening to Victory Over the Weight of Life. I want to thank you, and I welcome you in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. It's an honor to be with you another Tuesday, another day to be here on earth, you guys. It is a blessing, especially with everything that our world is going through right now. It is a great thing. It is wonderful that we are alive, and we have to be thankful and show gratitude in Jesus' name. I want to thank you, Pastor and First Lady Shanice Newton, for having me. Thank you to everybody who, who listens all around the world, in the U.S., in the U.K., in Canada, in Russia, in Japan, uh, in the Caribbean Islands, the Virgin Islands, South America. Uh, we out there, where we're in Australia. I want to say thank you so much for listening to us. I, I, I am grateful and I am honored that you take your time out and you, you, you pay attention to the things that I say. And I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your lives. Before we go any further, we know we can't do nothing without God. And so we must allow the Lord to come in, and we must allow him to have his way. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you. God, we give you praise. God, we give you glory. God, we magnify your holy name. Father, for there is no one like you. You are good. You are great. You are mighty. And there is none like you. You alone are God. And besides you, there is absolutely none other. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you come into this program. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that your love saturate us. We ask, Father, that you forgive us of our sin, cleanse us. Lord God Almighty, I pray in Jesus' name that, Father, you remove me, God, and I ask that you take over and every word that comes out of my mouth, Father, let it come out of the throne of heaven. I give you the praise. I give you the glory. I welcome you, Holy Spirit, into our midst. And, Father, now we say to have your way, do what you want to do in no other name but the great, the mighty, precious, and honorable name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, Father, we thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. All right. All right. All right. Today. Amen. I want to uh, in, encourage you to praise. Uh, just like I said before we started, in our world today, there is so much going on. It doesn't matter what country you're living in right now. There is something going on. The country of Israel, as you guys know, are defending themselves. And it's not just in Israel, but right now it looks like everywhere we go, everything we do, our neighbors, neighbors, and neighbors are in war uh kids at school it's like every even in our own household 
uh, nowadays it seems to be there is a war going on. And this is an indication that we are nearing to the end of what we know as this world, as of this age. And one of the things uh, Paul told us in Second Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, 17, Lord, he told us to pray without ceasing. And in Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells us that men ought to always pray and not faint. So today I want to talk with you. If you are not praying, I want to encourage you to start praying. If you don't know how to pray, I'm just going to give you a few pointers because a lot of people think when we talk about praying because some people pray and they are so eloquent in their words, their adjectives and their verb, everything line up, you know, and we think there is an art to prayer and in a way there is a manner of prayer because in Luke I think it was 11 Jesus told us when you pray pray like this our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done and we hear that and many people believe that's a prayer but that's the recipe of how we approach the throne of God. That's how we come to God. The Bible tells us no man can come to the, Jesus told us no man can come to the Father but by me. So when we start to pray, and I don't know who's listening, I hope everything that we're going to say tonight that you are going to understand and it's going to make sense. So even now I'm asking Holy Spirit to make the hearts of the people pliable, that they may receive the word of God. Let me tell you all this. There are many, 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 many gods out there. I had a friend, and she was working for an Indian family, a Hindu family, and she told me they said they had hundreds of gods. They had cows as gods. There were certain plants, and there were certain trees, and, and they decorate certain plants and certain trees and certain animals, the elephant, the cow. And some people wouldn't eat lamb because it's supposed to be a sacred animal. And there are so many gods out there. But can I tell you there's only one true God, and his name is Elohim. Can I tell you there's only one true God, and he is the creator of heaven and earth, and as big as he is. And as wonderful as he is, and he created everything, and he's the sustainer of life, and nothing happened in this world that God doesn't know. Jesus told us the very hairs on our head, he knows about it. So when we come into God, somebody might say, well, Diane, if God already knows what we need, why do we have to tell him what we need? Why don't he just fix it? Okay? And let me say this. I may know what you need. But if you don't ask me, how am I going to know <laughs> you want to receive it from me? Because there are a lot of people who are filled with pride, and they don't want to lower their pride and come and say, hey, I need help. They try to go roundabout and do whatever they can to try to fix certain situations. And some situations you're not going to be able to fix. You're going to need somebody's help. So when we pray, the first thing we do, you can now here's another thing some people when you pray Diane do we need to kneel down do we need to prostrate ourselves 
Do we need to sit? Do we need to? Let me tell you this. Sometimes I lay down in my bed. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night, I lay in my bed. I'll pray. I'll talk to God. I sit on my patio. I pray and I talk to God. I get on my knees. I pray and I talk to God. And I understand why people want to make sure there is a posture for prayer because I, 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 this is how I look at it. It's out of like a certain respect for God. It's a certain form of humility when you come down on your knees, you know, to the Father and you humble yourself. Some people pray with their, uh, their head facing towards heaven. Some people pray with their heads down. You know what I'm saying? Some people cover their heads when they pray. Some people don't cover their head. You know, some of the things people do are doctrine. They're not biblical. And you, we all know if you have not read the, the, the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know how Jesus was totally against doctrine. Okay, doctrines does not necessarily mean it's of God because there are a lot of doctrines and it has nothing to do with God. They're on. I remember when I was going to this one church, we were talking about communion and oh, communion is second Sunday. No, communion is not second Sunday. When the Bible tells us as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. So if you want to do communion every day, guess what? That is your right, just like you are supposed to pray every day. Some people pray morning, noon, and night. Some people pray morning only. Some people pray afternoon only. Some people pray night only. Some people, like me, as you go out through the day, you just talk to God. You take five minutes here. You take ten minutes here. You know what I'm saying? You just talk to God throughout the day. So when we come to God, first thing we have to know and we have to realize that when you come into your Father. You don't have to be afraid. When you come into your father, know that he is happy to see you. Now, let me also warn you, as you come to the father, Satan is going to try to find something to make you feel guilty. He'll remind you of something you did earlier or yesterday, a thought you had, an action that was not quite child of God-ish, Christian-like, if you want to say it like this, and the devil will try to keep you in a place where you don't go to your father because the devil knows the more time you spend in God's face, the less access he has to you. The more time you spend in God's face, the less access the devil has have to you because when you are in the presence of the Lord, the devil can't come there. He he is no longer allowed to come into the presence of the Lord like we come into the presence of the Lord. Because I don't want nobody to say, well, Diane, the Bible tells us about how the devil go uh, before the throne and he accused of the brethren just like he went and presented himself to the Lord. And, and, you know, about Job, I understand all that. But this is what I'm saying. It's like business. When you're doing business, you don't let any and everybody in your business. Certain business that you do, you need only specific people there. Other people don't need to know what you're doing. And when you come into prayer, you are coming in the presence of the Lord for business. You are coming in the presence of the Lord to, to talk some things out, to work some things out, to ask questions. It is okay to ask God questions, but do not just enter 
You know what I'm saying? Don't just walk in. Make sure you follow protocol. And that's one of the things nowadays people just think, I'm going to just go to God. They cuss, and they just cuss, 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 and then, oh, Father God, in it. like, wait a minute. You, 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 you can't just come cussing, cussing like this. I was in a meeting the other day uh, for, for some business, and, and this one person just using profanity, and then next thing you know, somebody is, is, is traveling, and then you want to come, and then, you, and then they pray, and we come against negative energy. You guys, it is so important that we have a full understanding of God and him not dealing with shenanigans. You cannot just be using your mouth, cussing, 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 and let me pray. I've heard of people, you guys, who pray and use profanity. I have heard of people who say they're talking to God and they're praying and they're praying to God and they're cursing. Let me tell you something. God will never hear those prayers. You might say, well, Diane, that's not fair. If you cannot go to the judge and talk to the judge who is a man any kind of way, he can put you out of his court or even lock you up in, in, in jail or prison. Do you think we can walk up to the great judge, the righteous judge himself any kind of way? Oh, no, 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 no. You have to come in a manner of humility. The, when you come to God, we don't just come and say, God, we come. Okay, how are you coming? Jesus tells us when we come to the Father, we go through the door. Who is the door? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the door. He said, I am the way. The way to whom? The way to the Father, the way to eternal life, the way to salvation, the way to peace, the way to our joy. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So we cannot just bypass Jesus and go straight to God. There's protocol. So when we pray, the first thing let you know, if you sit down, some people pray with music, some people don't pray with music, some people just pray with instrumentals. However you pray, this is the time that is you and your father. Okay, let me tell y'all, let me say this. The best therapist <laughs> I ever had, the best therapist I ever, ever had is God. I have had therapists, I have had counselors, and the best counselor I ever had is God, because when you go to God and you talk to God, first things first, you know whatever you say to him, it will not leave his mouth and yap and gossip about you and tell anybody anything nasty about you. You know that for sure. And when you get in his presence, all he wants to do is love you. That's it. So for me, my best therapy and my best counseling was in prayer, but I didn't know that because I did not, I, I never really understood. Like many people say Psalm 23 and then, you know, uh, Luke 11, the Our Father, because I thought that was a prayer. But Luke tell us when you pray, this is how you come. He said, Our Father, that's who he is. 
our father. He is my father. He is your father. It doesn't matter what your nationality is. It doesn't matter what your ethnic is. It doesn't matter what your educational background is. It doesn't even matter, you know, what 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 religion you are in. He is our father. He created us. He's our father. God did not just become our father when we get saved. When we get saved, now we become, this This was kind of interesting for me, we become his children. So when you read into the, the New Testament, you'll hear my little children. Because now, now we know who he is. He's always known he's our father. It's like a child not knowing of man that's their father, and that man can be around. And hi, Mr. John, how are you, Mr. John? See you later, Mr. John. And that child gets to find out Mr. John is his or her dad. Mr. John goes out the window and daddy comes in. So that's how we are. Mr. John knew all the time he was a daddy, but the child didn't know. So when we get to know him as our father, then we become his children because we put ourselves under him and we letting him know as your child, you have to take care of me because I can't do it. As your child, I have some needs that I cannot meet myself. And if you do not meet these needs, Father, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have nothing. Okay? So when we come, our Father who art in heaven, look at where we have to place him. He's in heaven. Our Father who art, we know there are other gods, but they're on earth. We also know there are other gods or so-called gods. They're dead. They have tombs and graves and whatnot, but not our God. He is, he was, and he will always be in the place where he reigned. And as of now, until this whole world is gone and we come into the new world, he reigns from heaven. He is in heaven, our Father who art in heaven. So we know beyond a shadow of a doubt we don't have to go searching for a location. Is he here? Is he in the north? Is he in the south? Is he in the east? Is he in the west? Is he in the central plain? Is he in the mountainside? We know exactly where he is. So when we come, we come to the Father. We come to the Father through Jesus. I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me say something. Now, somebody might be saying, Diane, how can there be a God, and he's God, and he's Jesus, and he's Holy Spirit? Let me show you how God taught me who he is, <laughs> okay? If you take an egg, an egg is made of three parts. You have the shell. You have the yolk, and then you have that clear membrane, right? That, okay, it has three parts, but those three parts make up an egg, okay? In order for that egg to hatch a chick, all three of these parts have to come into agreement. If the shells say, I ain't got time for this, I don't want to incubate no little chick. I don't have time for this. Guess what? They will not be a chick. 
if the yoke said, nope, I'm keeping my yellow all to myself, then there is no little chick. They all have to come together. And when they come together, they create something beautiful. God the Father, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit. Now, let me give you another example, okay? You are a man or a woman. Let's say we take a man, okay? Okay, let me just see Pastor Chris. <laughs> Pastor Chris is a son. Pastor Chris is a husband. Pastor Chris is a father. But what do we call him? We don't call him Pastor Father. We don't call him Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Husband. And we don't call him Pastor Dad. We call him Pastor Chris. As a father, his role is different of a husband and of a son. What he does as a son, he don't do that as a father to take care of his children because as a son, the parent is supposed to take care of him. As a husband, he don't take care of his children as he take care of his wife because when a man and a woman come together in holy matrimony, they become one. So him and his wife is one. So it doesn't matter his roles. His role tells us his character. His role tells us who he is. His role tells us how we approach and appreciate him. So his name is, that's who he is. So if I were to come to him, if, if I was his child and I come to him and I say, oh, daddy, I need something. If you say, what's your dad's name? I'm going to say Chris. When his wife comes to him and she says, hey, baby, although she may say, hey, baby, when they ask her, what's your husband's name? Oh, that's my husband, Chris. When he goes to his mama, he says, hey, mama, I need all. His mama says, hey, son, I need. When they ask, what's your son's name? His name is Chris Christopher. <laughs> Same person, different hats, per se, different characters they are the same person they are in agreement because here's the thing if him as a husband does not want to have children with his wife guess what he will not be a father there has to be an agreement if him as a man do not want to be married guess what he will not be a husband to his wife so I hope that makes sense to you. That's kind of how God showed me. But when he fills out an application, he fills it out, Christopher Newton. Then they say, are you married? Yes. Are you have, do you have children? Everything else falls under that umbrella who is Christopher Newton. So when we speak of God, Elohim, El Shaddai, Yahweh, the ones who sit in heaven, on the throne, creator of heaven and earth, God, that would be the father of him, the creator of him, Jesus, his son. So Jesus, his son, reports and respects and is obedient to the father. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the almighty God. He blew his spirit into Adam, his breath of life, and Adam became a living soul. That's why when we die, we got to spend somewhere. <laughs> that spirit got to go somewhere. Either you live right and he goes to heaven or you live wrong, you don't accept Christ, and 
eternal damnation. No other way to say it but except how the Bible says. Okay, so now that we've gotten this clear, I hope you understood this because that's how the Lord gave it to me. It made sense to me, so I hope it made sense to you. Amen. So when we go to him, we go through the door, okay? We go through the door. The door is Jesus. So you come, our Father, who art in heaven, okay? So, Father, we come in the name of Jesus. You, you see what I'm saying? Or however you say, or some people wait till they finish praying and they say, Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. And like I say, it's not my place to judge. I don't know. I cannot tell you how to pray. You pray how you pray. But he said, our Father who art in heaven. And then he said, hallow, holy is your name. I have so much to say on this one. Holy is your name. People take God's name and just say God's name in any kind of way. People take God's name use it in profanity, people will lie and they swear and they are swearing to God and they're not realizing or we don't realize the Bible tells us every word that we speak, we will have to give an account for those words and people just cusses and they use God's name in vain. I... uh, Last night, two nights ago, I was in in the bathroom, and out of nowhere, it's like I was looking at, I was thinking of words that you can say one way, and then you say backwards, and it's another word, like you go, you say live, but if you go backward is live, live is evil, you know what I'm saying? So I was thinking, and I said, God, what is God backwards? And I said, oh, my God. And then I remembered there was a song back in the days, and the song asked the question, do you spell God G-O-D or D-O-G? And I thought that was such a disrespect to how we would say that to God. And the truth of the matter is there are people who treat God like that. For those of us who have pets, who love our pets, we treat our pets nice. But there are people, and they treat their dogs so badly. They don't feed them. They have them tied up in the back. You see some of these dogs hungry. They thirsty. The ASPCA and the dog unit, the animal uh, crime unit, come to people home and stuff, remove their dogs. And a lot of people, they have nothing to do with God until they need him. They have nothing to do with God until they find themselves in a bind. And then, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. The same God that they was taking his name in vain, the same God that they didn't want nothing to do. Man, I don't want to hear nothing about that God. Man, I don't want to hear nothing about that God. And that same God is who they come after a while. And when they realize they cannot get themselves out of the trouble that they are in, they come and they beg God. God is not a mere man that we can trifle with 
and treat any kind of way. You may not have respect. You may not reverence. You may not uh, humble yourself to nobody else. But when it comes to God, you better dig down deep inside of you and find some manners and respect when it comes to God. Because we cannot just run up in God any kind of way. We cannot talk to God any kind of way. We cannot just put him in a bag. And when we are in trouble, like what, like a, a genie in a bottle, and trouble hits, and then we want to rub that, that, that uh, cup, rub, rub, rub that bottle, rub, 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 and here comes that genie, and what are your three wishes? That's not God. God don't grant wishes. You either serve him or you serve the devil. No in-between. He say, I would rather you to be either hot or cold. I don't need you lukewarm because if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. So when we come to God, we have to know our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. The book Excuse me, the book of Revelation tells us how the angels in heaven, holy, 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 as we speak even now, there are angels, ten, the Bible says thousands, to, what do you say, 10,000 times, 10,000, thousand times, thousand of angels around the throne, holy, 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 he tells us that the 24 elders, they, they, they fall and they throw, they, they, they prostrate themselves before him. They throw their, their crown at his feet. Holy, holy, holy. That's who he is. And he said, for, uh, he told us in, what is it, first or second John? He said, to be ye holy, for I am holy. So we cannot just come up any kind of way to God and just live any kind of life and think when we come for prayer that he's going to move heaven and earth and come on our behalf. I guess I should have said that before uh, I got into this. Don't think you can live any kind of life, any kind of life, and then just barge into God and then just go on your knees and say, okay, God, I need you to. No, you don't need him to do nothing. You have to respect and you have to reverence and you have to honor God. You don't run up to your teachers like that. You don't run up to the principal like that. You don't run up to your boss like that. How dare you come and just run up to God like he's some homeboy on the street. It doesn't work like that. We have to realize he is holy. Holy is your name. Holy. It's holy. We have to honor that name. We have to bow at that name. We have to reverence that name. And we have to love the name. And when you say, well, Diane, what's his name? Let me ask you this, where you at now? <laughs> you need some provision? The Bible tells us he's Jehovah Jireh. But he, you need some peace? The Bible tells us he's our peace, Jehovah Shalom. Are you sick? He's Jehovah Rohi. He's the God that healeth. Whatever we need, we are more we know that he is more than capable of giving us what we need. But the thing is, y'all, there's got to be a relationship. Because if you are not in a relationship with somebody, you get nothing from them. You might get charity. 
But if you're not in a relationship with somebody, you're not getting the best of them, and you're not able to get their full attention. This is why, especially in this day and time, y'all, with everything that we're going through, I am urging you, I am pleading with you, I am begging you, you have got to come to the place where if you do not know Jesus, you need to accept him ASAP, and you need to pray. You need to pray. In this day and time, we cannot take one step without prayer because everything we do now has to be calculated. Everything we do now, you don't know who is working in what type of motive. You don't know what people want from you. And like I say, in this day and time, the fear that's running rampant through the world so we have got to pray, but not because you are frightful, not because there are talks of there won't be any food on the shelf and there's going to be food shortage and the gas price are ridiculous. This is not the only time, you know what I'm saying, that you need God. This is not the only time that you need to pray. This is not the only time that you need to seek him out more than ever before because we are looking at time and we've seen that any day now Jesus can be here any day now there's nothing else holding him back any day now he can be here Jerusalem is now the city so now he has to come back as king to sit on the throne of David as as king we have that now that's why it's so important for us to pray, I wish I could, I should have made this like a, a one, two, three uh, part of, of 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 this program because there's just so much about prayer that that I I, I need to get me some guest speakers, some prayer warriors, and some intercessors because. I, I don't have the time. That's why I'm bouncing from here to there because there's just so much I want to tell you. It's so much I want to let you know how important it is to pray, how important, how necessary. We need to pray more than we need to breathe <laughs> because as you pray, he will sustain you. We need to pray more than we need that blood running through our veins. Because as we pray, we talk to him. He will allow that to happen. We have got to pray. Because of the hurt and because of where many people like me who have suffered abuse, who have suffered mental, physical, emotional, financial, sexual rape, uh, I hear so many women now are beginning to come out and telling their stories of them being trafficked and it doesn't matter what background you come from but I'm saying to you because that's where I came from and those are the people that I believe God have called me to are people who are, who are wounded, hurt and broken like me and let me tell you like I said in the beginning my best counselor, my best therapist was God, is still God. So there are so many victims who are out of the abusive relationships, but the abuse is still in them. 
a lot of victims who are out of these toxic relationships. The toxicity is still in them. I I uh, posted a post in regards to anger. As long as you hold on to anger in your heart against the person who mistreated you and did you wrong, that person is still in control of your life. And not to mention, you're just like them because it's the anger that they have on the inside of them that causes them to abuse others. And this lady, she told me she do not want to lose her anger. As a matter of fact, she's teaching her son because they are using that anger to motivate them. You guys, that is that is not of God. That is the enemy working through her because the Bible tells us anger resides in the bosom of fools. Anger resides in the bosom of fools. So if you are walking around and you have anger in you. Pay attention to what the Bible says. Anger, it lives, it dwells, it inhabits in the bosom of a fool. Don't be a fool. Get the anger out. How do I get anger out, Diane? You pray. Just like you ask, how do I do this? How do I take the next step? How do I go from here? How do I make these changes? How do I bake this cake? You need instructions. You need direction. I'm telling you, the only way you're going to get the anger, the rage, the hurt, the animosity, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the jealousy, the envy, Everything that is not good for us, the only way to get it out is by praying. Praying and praying honestly. That was one of the hardest things I think I had to come accustomed to or, or, or how, how can I say that, Lord? Like the way I was looking at myself in prayer, God was not seeing me like that. Because even when I came to pray, it's just like you, I'm just so weak and, you know what I'm saying, because I'm coming and I have all these issues and stuff like that and not realizing that was a trick of the enemy. And had I not come to God and pray honestly, I'd still be walking around today with all that anger, all that hate, and all that animosity. When we come to God, the best thing you can do as much as it hurts, as embarrassing as you may feel, as shameful as you may feel, the best thing you can do when you come to prayer is tell God the truth. What is the truth? Whatever your truth is. I had to tell the Lord the truth about me. Lord, I got anger inside. Lord, I have unforgiveness. I don't like this person, Lord, for that reason. I, and I had to be honest. And the more I was honest with God, the more I began to get free. 
see, here's the thing. When we first come to God, there are some things God will deliver us from instantly. I've heard of people who are on drugs and they just said, Lord, I want you to save me if you are real saved. And they say instantly the high went away and they never desired another drug ever again. There are some things that we have to walk out, that we have to walk through. Why? Because they become lifelong lessons. And in these lifelong lessons, it it's a reminder to keep us on the straight and narrow as well as it become a training or a learning tool for somebody else. When we pray, when we come to the Father in the name of Jesus, acknowledging he's in heaven, acknowledging he's holy, we have to tell the truth. We have to tell the truth because if you notice, everything in that prayer that Jesus is, is teaching the disciples how to pray, they're all true. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. All these things are true. And if we cannot be truthful with God, God don't deal with liars. That's why he said all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. And you would be surprised how many times people pray to lie. I don't know about you. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you've ever gone to the club and parted, got drunk, stood up, your head is spinning. Lay down, your head is spinning. No rest, no peace. What do you say? Oh God, if you help me through this night, I promise God I'll never drink again. I'll never get drunk again. I'll never get drunk again. Get oh God. And you make it through the night, Friday night. And what do you do Saturday? Go right back out <laughs> and get drunk again. It was a lie. We just wanted God to help us at that moment. But once it got okay, we forgot about that. And that's why sometimes God does not work immediately because we have to come to the place and say, you know what? It's not just about getting drunk. It's not just about getting high. What is the reason and what is the purpose of me getting drunk and of me getting high? Because there is a root cause. There is a root cause. And as we pray and as we ask God, get that junk out of me. Get the anger out of me. Get the rage out of me. Get the animosity out of me. It was me, God. The reason why my marriage failed, it was me. The reason why my children are the way they are, it's because of me. My wife left God. She didn't do anything. Lord, it was because of me. The whole drama, the whole debacle, it was me. As long as... As we come to God and we tell God the truth and not, well, I had to defend myself. And, Lord, I was a good woman to that man. And this is how he treated me. And, Lord, I was a good man. I ain't never been that good to a woman in my life. And we tell him, and God is like, okay, when you ready to talk to me, talk, talk to me. Because 
when we go on those raids, those ranting, God is like, okay, baby, I'm here for you, but we need to talk. That's why they tell you when, when you're talking to somebody, when they're just all over the place, you can't talk to them at that moment because they're everywhere. Okay, breathe. Calm down. Get your thoughts together. You need a tissue? Would you like a cup of water? You got it now? One plus one is two in your world, right? Okay, we can talk. We can have a conversation. Prayer is simply talking to God. There are some people who have high jumps and high kicks, and they flip backwards, and they do all these things in prayer. (laughs) That's them. Me? When I get, when I pray, I start soft. The more the anointing comes in, the more the Holy Spirit gives me stuff to pray about, the more of God I feel, the louder I get, the more intense I get, because the deeper I go. So I'm getting strengthened, I'm getting encouraged, and I can feel it, and I express it. Another thing, the way people pray, It is a precursor, I guess you can say, of where they came from. So people who have been in a lot of hurt, very differently from people who have not suffered much. And I used to think that was like, "Mm, yeah, but I watch people who have not suffered because the intensity that we had to pray to get us out of those jams, We have to remain in that same intensity to say to the devil, God got me out. And devil, if you think you're going to get me back out there, let me show you how crazy I am. (laughs) You know, and we have got to let the devil know I'm not playing. When I come into prayer, I'm coming like David. I'm cutting folks' head off. And you can do that. You guys, there is so much going through my mind that I want to talk to you about prayer. I need to get a few people so we can talk about prayer. I need to get a few guests because especially in this day and time, we really have to pray. And I'm going to try to get some intercessors and some prayer warriors can really have a, a conversation about prayer because Prayer is very simple. It's talking to God. But at the same time, you can pray and you can shake hell. You can pray demons that are around. They got to go. You can pray and things begin to happen. But first and foremost, first and foremost, your prayer goes nowhere if you don't have a relationship with God. Your prayer goes nowhere if you have not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So what are you saying? Are you saying the other people who pray to other gods, what's happening? Nothing. When was the last time you see or you saw an idol open its eye? When somebody was crying out, when was the last time 
you saw or you heard of an idol laying hands on somebody and their body being healed. When was the last time an idol performed any miracle, sign, or wonder? Never. Never, and it will never happen. I don't care what kind of God you serve. If your God is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if your God, his son's name is not Jesus Christ, if your God does not tell you how important his spirit is, that you have his spirit, and can I tell you something? You're serving the wrong God. Because the God that we serve, we serve him as father, we serve his son, Jesus, and we serve his spirit, Holy Spirit. And we need Holy Spirit to be with us. We need Holy Spirit to come and, and bring us conviction before we do anything. So if you do something wrong and you're condemned, that's not God. God does not do condemnation. The devil does condemnation. God brings conviction. Conviction will say to you, why are you doing that? Don't you know I love you? Don't you know you are so much more than what you think you are? Why are you here? Why are you thinking like that? Why are you planning this vain thought? Why? Holy Spirit comes and he brings conviction. And in his conviction, he coats it with love. In his conviction, you feel love, you feel accepted. And the most beautiful thing, or one of the most beautiful things, because there are so many beautiful things about the Lord, one of the most beautiful things when we mess up, the minute we say, Father, I messed up, could you please forgive me? Do you know at that very moment your sins are washed away? That's for those of us who are already in Christ Jesus who mess up. If you don't know Christ Jesus, the Bible tells us God does not hear any man's prayer unless it's the, the first prayer that God will hear of, of someone who's not saved is the prayer of repentance. That's the first prayer God will hear. So if you don't know God, if you have no relationship with his son Jesus, and if you have no idea what it means to be baptized in the fire of Holy Spirit, it would be my honor today to lead you into prayer. You can be in your car. You can be sitting at your bed, at your kitchen table, wherever you are, right where you are. Our God is not bound to one place where he cannot come and meet you and reach you and hold you and get you out of the pit that you are in. So if you would repeat after me, Father God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I come knowing that I am a sinner, and no sinner will live with you in heaven for eternity. So, Father, I come to you right now, and I repent of my sins, and I ask, Lord, that you forgive me 
of all of my sins, my iniquities, my transgression. I ask, Father, that you wash me now in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me, purge me, purify me, and sanctify me. Now, Lord, that I am clean, I receive your forgiveness by faith. And now that I am clean, I ask, Father, that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. Come and live in me. Be my guide. Be my wisdom. Be my knowledge. Be my understanding. Holy Spirit, I invite you right now to remove everything in me that is not of you. And from this day forward, Lord, I make a decision to turn my back completely off the world, and I am looking unto you, my Father, who is the author and the finisher of my faith. As of this day, I am saved. My name has been erased out of the book of death, and my name is now written into the Lamb's book of life. And, Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. If you repeated that prayer, and you meant that prayer. I say to you, welcome into the kingdom of the Almighty God. I would say to you, start reading your Bible. Diane, where should I read? I would say to you, start in the book of John. Learn the love of Jesus. And I would say to you, now that we're able to go back to church, ask the Father to place you in the right body with the, with, with the right believers that will teach about God the Father, Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit. And you immerse yourself in the Word of God. You stay connected to God by praying, by listening to messages, by listening to worship music. You may not be able to pray for an hour like somebody else, but start your prayer. If it's five minutes in the morning, you can do five minutes in the afternoon. Whatever you can do, I just want you to start praying to know your Father. So when you cry out, Abba! He will come on the wings of eagles to get you his son or you his daughter. So I want to thank you for being with me today. I am your host, author, and speaker, Diane Lubrin. My new book will be out, I think, next week, God's will. It is called What If Living with the Regrets of Yesterday. Living with the Regrets of Yesterday. You go to LouBrainBooks.com. That is L-E-B-R-I-N-B-O-O-K-S.com. And you can uh, purchase any other books from there. This book will be as an e-book as well as a hard copy. I want to thank you guys for being here. Pastor Chris, Sister Shanice, I want to thank you guys for being here. Please like and follow our page. Download the app so you guys can know when we come on. You guys stay strong. Know that God loves you and the family of TPV Radio. We love you and we are praying for you. Be blessed until we see you guys again. Till next Tuesday or if the rapture takes place, we all going to meet up in the sky. Love you much. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.